the Koi gig part. Who is this serving and what is the end goal would be kind of nice to know. I feel like we haven't had quite enough Irish bias this year, so I am quite happy to see this. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Abnan Jonas Jewell, broadcaster with the BBC. She hosts the Framed Snooker podcast on BBC. Shabnam, great to talk to you. Thanks for your time. And yourself. Nice to be on. So the English Open is progressing in Brentford. Ronnie O'Sullivan survived a first round scare today against an 18-year-old, Ben Mertens, who looks very promising. But one suspects the topic of conversation centres around one topic just now, the spectre of match-fixing hangs over the sport in a big way. You might start for a moment, Shabnan, by telling us, Jan Bingtao, world number 16, a high-profile player. Yes, uh, I think uh, it's caused quite a bit of shock hearing that Jan Bingtao is the latest player to be suspended by the WPBSA uh, as part of this ongoing investigation into allegations of uh, what they call manipulating the outcome of matches for betting purposes, which is is basically is match fixing. And Yan Bing Tao, world number 16, 22 years of age, a former Masters champion, one of the brightest prospects in snooker around, is the seventh player to have been suspended now. And uh, this, this, this follows the suspension of five players just last week. Uh, five Chinese players, and uh, that followed the suspension of uh, a player called Liang Wenbo, a former world number 11, back in October. So all these players are part of this ongoing investigation at the moment. But I think because of the profile of Yan Bingtao, uh, that's why I think um, the story has really come under the spotlight now. Yan Bingtao, uh, yeah, he is one you know, he he is spearheading a generation of, of of Chinese players currently at the moment who are said to be the future of the sport. Uh, so this news comes as as, as quite a, a disappointment uh, to mainly China, really, who uh, follow these players, hold them in such high regard, and of course, at the moment, these are just allegations, and all these players have the right to appeal. But as you say, this has somewhat dampened uh, the tournament that's currently on at the moment as well. And it's casting a bit of a shadow over the sport in general. The latest on on Yan Bing Tao is that he's been given 14 days to appeal. Um, He was supposed to be playing in the English Open. Of course, um, he hasn't been able to do that because he he's under this suspension now uh, for the time being. Uh, I said he's a Masters champion in the Masters tournament, which is one of the the big three. The Triple Crown events takes place next month in January, and it's looking unlikely that Yan Bingtao will take part in that at the moment. Um, of course, he's got this right to appeal, but uh, yeah, at the moment there's going to be another player taking his place at the Masters. Uh, and yeah, it's still it's still sinking in this news. Mm. He was the youngest Masters champion in 26 years. He beat people, uh, John Higgins in the final, which people may remember. And there was an air of drama to proceedings yesterday when he arrived to play his opening round match and he was interviewed on arrival by snooker authorities and it was on the basis of that conversation that they made the decision to suspend him until this investigation concludes. So Jason Ferguson was talking, he's of the WPBSA and he said yesterday, unfortunately this morning 
there was a strong decision to, to, spend, to suspend Yan Bingtao as a result of new evidence which came to light in an ongoing inquiry which started in October with the suspension of Liang Wenbo and that was how this all unfolded yesterday. The profile of the other five Chinese players who were suspended most recently, what, what stature are they of, Shabnam? Well, the the highest ranking player out of them was Lu Ning, the world number 41. And the others aren't really household names, um, uh, I mean, outside of outside of China. Uh, I was looking at them, actually, and just looking at their ages, and they're all mostly quite young players. You've got Chang Binyu, 20 years of age, Bai Lang Ning, 20 years of age as well. Zhao Jambo, 19 years of age. The oldest of them is Li Hang, who is 32. Uh, so they're not players that you, you know, you may have heard of at the moment. They're all sort of in the in the world and in, um, in, in the top hundred um, in the world. Uh, they're all players that are sort of making their way in the sport, and part of that pool of talent that's coming from China that I mentioned, mm. you know, the future of the sport. So. Yeah, this is why it's, it feels a bit of a worrying time at the moment. And, and the fact that it's such a big group of them as well, uh, who all know each other, um, who are under uh, investigation at the moment. Um, so, yeah, Yan Bingtao is the most high profile out of all of them. And, you know, as soon as you heard his name and, and the involvement, um, this became quite a bigger a bigger story and of, of more concern, really. So, yeah, um, as I said, allegations at the moment you know we we have no idea how serious it's going to be yeah what kind of effect this could have on the careers of all these young men bright young talents uh, as they are uh, you know snooker has had cases of of match fixing in the past and players have, have served bans they've come back and carried on with their careers but it's so difficult to say you know how it affects certain players some have said that you know it was the lowest point of their life when they when they went off and, and had a ban and it's very difficult to come back from but you know we'll have to wait and see what the outcome of this investigation is for these young players and what happens in their future uh, as i say you know it's it's just caused ripples and you know over in china um you know because snooker is such a massive sport out there, they absolutely love it. You know, kids are playing it in schools, etc. You know, there'll be a real, real feeling of dread there about what's going on and, and real, real worry. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to, to wait and see what happens with this investigation. And we are in the early stages, certainly publicly, of our understanding of what's been happening here. But it does seem as if there are a range of offences some players perhaps betting on themselves to win, allegedly. Others maybe simply not blowing the whistle on an approach which was made to them. And then other more serious offences alleged. And again, I'm not talking about any specific players here, but I've seen that point made that there are a range of offences potentially. Do we know much more than that? We actually don't know um, exactly what the players are being accused of at the moment. It's a very difficult thing to investigate and always has been in snooker match yeah. fixing. As you say, there's such a, a range, isn't there, of, of you know, allegations and claims and things that people can get wrong. I mean, there have been players in the past who have been involved and just not mentioned the, the approach. And that's got them that's got them punished for that. You know, and there have been players who who have been very heavily involved and, and, and known what they were doing. Very a big case was Stephen Lee, um, sort of in the last in the last decade or just over the last couple of decades. And he was banned for, for twelve years 
for you know a, 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 a load of offences. Um, his ban actually ends in 2024. So you've got that case, and you've got somebody like Jamie Jones from Wales in the last couple of years, who was basically he he, he just didn't report an approach. And he was given a six-month ban, right. um, which he found very difficult to serve mm. um, and something that, you know, a player will really, really regret. And in fact, a colleague of mine, as soon as this news came out, just asked me, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you actually discover that, that, you know, how do you find out that this is going on or mm. how do you suspect anything like this? And I said, I think the main way that you do find out is a player coming to the WPBSA and reporting wrongdoing. And often that's how... This, this comes out and then it gets investigated further and you find out that other people are involved and, and all sorts of things. And it feels like that's what's happened in this case, really. Um, and there is a, a there is a worry that, you know, what else is going to come out here? Mm. Uh, you've got seven players suspended now, but this feels like a huge investigation. You know, one of the biggest carried out by the WPBSA, the governing body. And um, yeah, the, there is this sort of feeling, you know, uh, people have called it a dark day, but it could be it could be more than that. It could, there could be there could be more people involved. Uh, we hope there isn't, mm. but um, you don't know. Um, I mean, the WPBSA would say actually, you know, trying to look at it in a positive light if you can. They are doing all they can to crack down on this sort of thing, and the fact that this is coming to light means that they're doing their job effectively, and they're able to. Um, to, to you know, crack down harder than they ever have done on players. You know, they've said Jason Ferguson has said you will not get away with this. Yes. Um, to players now, he's warned them. So, yeah, it's um, it's a really a difficult and and quite a murky situation, which you know we just have to hope that the powers to be are doing their job, and and you know some of the players have said all they want to see is the sport clean, and that's all everybody wants who is involved in this sport. Yes, because I saw Jason Ferguson as well make the point yesterday that the markets are so indicative of something untoward and they are monitoring those markets very closely. And it does strike any of us watching the sport really that were it not for the markets and were it not for people coming forward as whistleblowers, this would be so, so difficult to spot. I think in other sports, I mean, there have been cases of football match fixing where people watching the game have felt that something strange was happening. Whereas snooker, because of the nature of the sport, the precision required, millimetres can lose a frame. Uh, to the naked eye, it is just so difficult to spot. And that even struck me watching a Eurosport discussion, the punditry discussion yesterday, where the point was made by um, several of the uh, guests, including Jimmy White, that any time they've watched Yan Beng Tao, you know, he, he tries his heart out on the table and uh, he may well, I, I, I don't know, but it did strike me as well that to the naked eye, that is very, very difficult to spot with snooker. Yeah, I totally agree. That's one of the most difficult things about it. I mean, it's such a it's such a mental sport as well and you've no idea what's going through a player's mind when he gets down on a shot and when you're when you're watching it you've no idea why a player has missed that shot mm. you know has he done it on purpose he or she done it on purpose or or was it just a you know a miscalculation was it you know not paying attention just a quick you know reflex you've you've absolutely no idea and as there's, a viewer they're, they're so talented they're good enough to miss by the smallest margin <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you, you see the players out there completely clearing up 
you know, without a moment's uh, without a moment's thought, some of the top professionals. Uh, but then you see, you know, some of these players who are on that top level, you expect them to miss, you know, and you don't expect them to win loads of matches, um, you know. So really, you you know, you you won't notice if these players are missing here and there and all that sort of thing. It's it's a really really difficult thing to catch, and and that's why. Uh, historically in snooker, there's been lots of investigations into allegations, but you know only a handful of players really have actually been punished, prosecuted, found guilty of such things because it is such a difficult thing um, to actually prove. I don't know, have the players said much across the last 24 hours at Brentford generally? Has there been a sense of outrage? Have players tended to kick to touch and try and say as little as possible? What's been the general refrain from those asked? Well, it's a, it's a difficult subject to talk about because obviously um, these are just allegations and um, no, no, no charges have been brought yet. So the players obviously at the English Open uh, press and media have access to them. So they've been asking them questions there and a few of them have given some comments on them. Judd Trump is is one of the players who was asked about it. Uh, and, and he talked about how he was worried about how these young players were being looked after. Um, again, it, you know, if, if it is the case that they have been involved and they are found guilty of wrongdoing. He said he was worried about the fact that, you know, these young players who are coming out of China and coming to this country, to the UK, going around playing, they're on their own. You know, they, they haven't got people, a lot of people around them to look after them. It's always a, a difficult sport because, you know, you're traveling to different places. You're staying in hotel rooms on your own. You're on your own quite a lot. And I suppose it's it's probably easy to, um, I don't know, to be to be influenced or to get into a group of people. Or, you know, it's harder, isn't it, on your own to make decisions, etc. So Judd Trump was talking about that. You had Neil Robertson, um, who is the defending champion at the moment at the the English Open, and um, and, and Robertson's always a player who has you know quite a lot to say about the game. He's a bit of a thinker, and again, the comments he made were that he is he just wants this game to be clean. He wants the authorities to do the right job. Um, he wants them to uh, to investigate this properly. Uh, Marco Fu, a player from Hong Kong. Um, he tweeted that he's just devastated. It was just a one sentence. He just said, I'm devastated by what I'm hearing. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's the sort of consensus between mm. the players. They can't obviously make many more comments yeah. than that. Um, but they are, you know, they, they are feeling unhappy that this has happened, especially when a tournament is currently on. It always, you know, it... it any any sport when you when you hear these sort of allegations against it, it's always a feeling of negativity around it. Even if you know you know it goes on to be proved that this you know something hasn't happened or whatever, there's always that feeling of negativity surrounding it, um, and you just don't want to see it. No, um, no that's well, there, how there are certain sports which just have a bad reputation for different issues, be it match fixing or doping. And I would think it's fair to say again, not talking about the specifics of this case but just because of this general story popping up generally with snooker over the years that there that it does have this reputation there 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 are raised eyebrows uh, generally with the sport and uh, it you know it was funny when um, this issue arose in tennis uh, in recent years as well and there was one instance of quite a high profile uh, player 
who was never named, but there was a, a, an alleged offence, and you know, the point was made, well, financially, this player didn't need to do it. But the point was made that they got this player when he or she was young, and so once you just convince a young person, vulnerable person, to do it once, then there is forevermore the threat of revealing the fact they've match-fixed and you have them into the future. So again, you know, these are it's such a nefarious um, activity and, and, and can really ruin lives, not to put too fine a point on it. So uh, you wish them well in trying to stamp it out, but very, very difficult when there's money to be made. Yeah, it's a it's a good point actually when you talk about finance um, and and money being made in snooker because it's actually a very difficult sport to make lots of money in when you're especially starting out yeah. and when you're you know outside of the top sixteen or the top thirty two when you're a lower rank player you know there are these journeyman players they call them with all respect who have been you know playing snooker for all for all their lives but may have another job on the side because. You can't make a lot of money if you're not winning matches and going deeper uh, in tournaments. Um, so, you know, some of the younger players, it will be difficult for them, especially coming from a different country and having to pay for travel expenses and hotels. And, you know, all that costs a lot of money before you even got to a venue and played a match and earned some money from it. Um, you know, uh, the World Snooker Tour, did announce uh, some minimum earnings this year for for, for players of of twenty thousand um, pounds, and part of the reason for that was, you know, after the pandemic, um, it was a way for quite a lot of these players on the tour who are struggling uh, to to just get by, uh, to make sure that they have this, you know, this minimum twenty thousand pound pot um, to to get you know keep them going. And, and if you think about it, that isn't a lot of money either no. for a, for a season or a year's work. But it's something. It's it's more than there was before. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a difficult sport to make money in, mm. and you know uh, that could be one of the reasons why players could be tempted in, into doing something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, throw one frame, victimless crime, then go and try and win the match. You know, you can just see how it, these things happen. So, well, look, we'll watch with uh, interest. Again, these are just allegations at the moment. Seven players currently suspended and there's an ongoing investigation. And the news yesterday, Yan Bing Tao, world number 16, uh, the most high profile, certainly caught the eye of people. Uh, Shabnam, Thank you so much for your time. It's uh, much appreciated. We might we might chat to you at the conclusion of the investigation and see where the sport is and, and how widespread this is. No, it's been good to, to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Shabnam Jonas Jewell there, broadcast with BBC. She hosts the uh, Framed Snooker podcast as well. Take a break. 